I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I have helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Happy New Year from all of us over here at Team and Sell, and on behalf of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. We hope you have a blessed, peaceful, and enriching 2023. You know, starting out the new year, hopefully, we're all coming back refreshed and refocused. If you're rested up and ready for a new year of high performance, I commend you. Coming back energized and ready to tackle a new year is great, isn't it? We all have to watch out for something that routinely happens, though, especially at the beginning of the year. Drum roll, please. Okay, I don't have a sound machine. We all need to be careful and watch out for overcommitment. That leads us to New Year's resolutions. The funny thing about the word resolution, it's an intention to do something. You got that? Intention. I'm going to join a gym and work out five days a week. I'm going to study a new language. I'm going to work on a new degree or get that certification I've been thinking of. Have you ever said any of those things, especially as the new year dawns, and then failed to follow through? I'm waving my hand. I know you can't see it through your speakers, but I have failed. I'll be the first to say I am not perfect, and I'll be the first to share that with you. What if the wording for New Year's resolutions turned into New Year's commitments? That's a little stronger. It makes you think a little harder before signing up for certain responsibilities, doesn't it? It made me pause when I was putting this content together. I'll tell you that. This show does not focus on New Year's resolutions or commitments. Rather, it focuses on our daily lives and the commitments also known as promises we make. Hence the show title, do you overpromise and underdeliver? One more time, episode 135, our first for 2023. Do you overpromise and underdeliver? It's human nature, I think, to want to please others. This is true in our personal and our professional lives. Try as we might, it's hard not to lend a helping hand from time to time with our family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. But what happens when we make promises we can't deliver on? Well, you probably guessed it. You start to let people down. That's right. It can be with the best of intentions we offer our time. It could be with the best of intentions we agree to help someone out with a particular situation. These points reflect our time-based commitments. Sometimes we do poorly with time management. Talking about time management, here are a couple of phrases I've been struggling with this past year. Sometimes these phrases are requests from others, and at times I'm making the ask. Got a few seconds? Let's grow that a little bit more. 
had a few minutes? I've challenged myself to review the material I plan to discuss and accurately state the time needed to my audience. So I'm consciously working on a mental agenda and targeting a fixed time, let's say five or ten minutes for future discussions, future meetings. Many times I don't hit those durations, and recently I've learned to pause and acknowledge to my audience we're at the time limit I set. Based on their response, though, I'll continue, reschedule, or follow up with my final points via a clear, concise email. One of the reasons I see discussions push beyond the set time limits is due to my audience's depth of knowledge or taking the discussion down a different path than what I expected. This can be a good thing, indicating the discussion was well-warranted, but as the content expands, so do the time needs. Switching gears to physical support. When someone asks for help with a physical task or activity, how do you typically respond? Because you know and like the person, is your answer typically yes? You should be commended for your generosity. However, how often do you answer yes? Do you ever overextend yourself by double booking? Have you ever committed to back-to-back events and not left adequate time between the events for travel, a meal, or a bio break? I'm kind of laughing at the bio break. I'll tell you tell you something about that in a minute. But I have. I have done those things, all of them before. The initial commitments look great on our digital calendars. Let's say from 5 to 6, I'll help with automotive repair on Scott's car. And then from 7 to 9, I'll attend the church advent series. Well, number one, I'll likely stay later than 7 p.m. at Scott's house. Number two, I failed to consider cleanup after working on a vehicle and possibly getting rather dirty and greasy. Number three, I'll likely need a clothing change. Number four, what about travel time? I can't just instantly teleport, or at least not yet, to my next engagement. And number five, for the church event, I know I like to help out, so I'll likely stay till a little past nine, stay after, close down tables, chairs, and help clean up. With all these concerns, it's clear, at least in this case, I should not book end-to-end appointments during my personal time. Listening to that, I think you would agree. Now, for my work life, though, it may be easier to schedule back-to-back or nearly back-to-back meetings. Though I am frequently back in the office due to the recent RTO or return-to-office request from management, I still attend a number of virtual meetings. Some are in mixed mode, meaning in-person and virtual. Though I like interpersonal communications, sometimes the travel between meetings just makes it easier to stay at my desk and phone it in. Okay, enough about me and some of my examples of poor time management. (laughs) When I was thinking about content for today's show, I somehow got onto a different track. And that different type of track was about over-promising and under-delivering. It can come from our personalities. I'll explain using a reference to a movie. Our emotions can sometimes get the best of us, like the situation in the movie Top Gun, when the aircraft carrier commander, Stinger, says to Maverick, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. Ouch! Meaning that Maverick is overconfident with his flying skills and taking risks that may get him injured or killed one day. 
Ultimately, the commander indicates the plane Maverick was flying was not his, but the property of the United States. Now, this is different from our first discussion point about time management, I agree. Here, the concern is stepping into areas you are not familiar with or overcommitting support, maybe overcommitting on your capabilities. Now, it's okay if you have a knowledgeable person that you're assisting, because this person might be known as what is called an SME, or subject matter expert. They'll likely guide you along the way, explaining the process or procedures they need help with. They'll also likely identify and warn you of any potential risks that are possible. That SME may handle the more complex, difficult tasks, or, with their guidance, offer the opportunity to walk through those processes with them standing by to assist you. The problem comes, though, when someone asks you for advice or support, albeit in your personal or professional life. You can overextend yourself in the form of being overconfident, just like in the example with the Top Gun reference. You can also overextend yourself with your level of knowledge. If you have limited knowledge on a subject or you don't have any knowledge or experience on that subject, it's best to fess up early and explain that. It's great being the go-to person for certain people's questions and needs, but just like my prior episode number 93 titled The Pros and Cons of Being a Jack of All Trades, there's a limit to what each of us know, a limit to our experience, and a limit to our capabilities. While I recommend we grow those limits, they do all have the basic fact there is a limit, at least initially. Your confidence being high is great, and so is your generosity, but my recommendation is to use them both cautiously, at least at the start of the year until you get your time management under control. By the way, I chuckled earlier when I talked about do you leave time or rather forget to leave time for bio breaks. One popular thing that I've been doing for the last year or two that has actually got some uh, applause from the audience is starting afternoon meetings five minutes after the hour. So instead of having a 30-minute meeting or a one-hour meeting, you would have a 25-minute meeting ending at 1.30 or a 55-minute meeting ending on the following hour. Time travel, or rather, (laughs) the time to travel between your appointments is greatly appreciated, that five-minute break, and also bio breaks after lunch are well appreciated. What I noted over the years was that many times afternoon meetings, though I was there and ready to start on the mark, people were attending late, and for a period of time, I caught myself briefly restarting the meeting or restating the agenda because we had a number of people join late. Over the years, I've decided that if the meeting starts at a particular time, that is when we start, and that is the point of having an agenda, rather a timed agenda. There's an episode I'm going to pause and look up that I talk about setting up meetings and agendas as well. In fact, during that show, I mentioned that some managers have told me, Craig, I don't have time for all my meetings. Sometimes I'm double and triple booked. So I asked them, what do they do? They said, number one, I only attend the meetings that have agendas, rather timed agendas. It's not just enough to say we're going to discuss the following three or five points. It's going to be a matter of having a time limit so that you know when you're over time on a certain topic, 
meaning that you will start losing time for the rest of your topic and discussion, so you need to time each agenda point, and I really like that. Let me pause the show for a minute and go look that up for you, because I really liked working on that, and I think there's even some bonus tips in that to help you perform at meetings better. Through the magic of podcasting, I was able to pause and return to the show after looking up what I promised you. I did make one mistake, though. It's not just one episode on how to run meetings effectively, but it's a two-parter. So episodes 58 and 59, titled How to Run Meetings Effectively, and that's part one and part two. Not only are the shows great and have a lot of detail on helping you improve how you perform and run meetings, but also there's an incredible value-packed bonus download with additional tips and techniques not discussed during those two shows. Don't forget to go to my website, craigansell.com, that's C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L.com, and click on the resources tab. There you can look at the almost one dozen free downloads we have, and especially grab that awesome value-packed How to Run Meetings Effectively Tips and Techniques download. Now, I have to tell you, as we start to get ready to wrap up the show about over-promising and under-delivering, I talked about your workload, how much you're taking on your plate, and if you're even making your commitments and showing up to meetings, showing up to events, right? But there's one other area we have to discuss. Besides the focus on time management, what if you do budget and value your time correctly, but you have a lot on your plate still? When you turn in your content, whatever it is, you show up for an event, do you perform to your utmost, 100, maybe 110%, or you just you exist just in the moment. You're not fully present. You're not fully engaged. Almost like, if you will, envision running ragged, going from one event to another, just being very proud and being happy that you can spend time giving back, but yet your calendar's so booked, you almost forget what events, what functions you're at sometimes. I've been there when I've tried to give a little too much of my time and run myself down. In fact, when I travel for work sometimes, I actually forget what state I'm in or what hotel I'm staying at, and then I have to kind of look back at my notes on my phone. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm in this job. I'm performing this function today, or I'm with this customer. It can happen to all of us, especially during a busy season, and especially if we're doing a lot with our commitments, overcommitting. So as we start this new year, try to reference this episode and remember cautiously budget your time. Work on time management is my suggestion. Followed by, if you are managing your time well, splitting it up between projects, tasks, um, things that you've promised, to, you know, commitments you've promised, just make sure you're not, as they say, mailing it in. That it'll come later. The results will come later. Make sure you're present in the moments and that you perform to your utmost with your highest quality and highest level of commitment. It's better, I think, that you were to hand something in late rather than hand in poor quality work, poor material on time. Now, there may be a debate on that, something being on time versus being late, but I really do think it comes down to the quality, right? Best of all, you shouldn't have overcommitted in areas you didn't have time for or knowledge of of those subjects. So check yourself. Although you want to help, are you open and honest with the requester. 
Tell them what level of confidence you have or what level of knowledge you have, 1 to 10, on the topic or on the subject. Or simply say, I have very little understanding of that. Will there be someone there to guide me? I'm you know, willing to help, help volunteer some time. You know, this was the case recently, now that I think about it, when Florida, unfortunately, had those back-to-back hurricanes in the fall of 2022. Many of my colleagues from work were affected. I, thankfully, along with my family, were not at least in a significant way. We had some tree damage, but we overcame that. And some of the colleagues that volunteered for the first time, this was them doing home improvement or even partial home demo, ripping up floors, ripping up tile, carpet, the tackless strips that hold the carpet down in the corners, if you're familiar, tearing drywall down, in some cases ripping out appliances, tearing out kitchen cabinets, countertops. Not only was this new territory for them, but We also had to educate them on the PPE, the protective personal equipment requirements and recommendations, along with safety practices and procedures when working in a home that was prior flooded, which could have mold, which could have bacteria on the walls, as well as if the home has regained power, there's that concern about electrical risks, and there may be plumbing lines such as pressurized water lines for fresh water delivery or sewer lines running behind the walls. On top of that, networking, cables, cable TV, all that stuff plays a role. So for those people that didn't know, we held safety briefings. We held the scopes of work. We explained what each person and team would do and made sure a team lead was assigned. Not everybody knows everything, especially me. I never will. I've said that before and I'll say it again. So don't be embarrassed if you need help when you're volunteering for a project. You're willing to give your time What the receiving team can do or receiving person can do is guide you along with what their expectations are and to make you, or rather assist you, to help you work safely and effectively and efficiently. Thank you so much for spending some time with me for the first of 2023 and episode 135 of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. Do you overpromise and underdeliver? Hopefully with this show, you'll be able to rethink your commitments for the new year and maybe step back and say, I'm starting to overcommit. Let me back off a little bit until I get things under control and under balance. All right. God bless you. Thank you so much. For 2023, we are looking to absolutely blow the doors off our download numbers and our email subscribers. Please, if you find any value at all in this show, I ask you to share the word with friends, family members, and colleagues. If you're part of any Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups, please see if you can share the word with them. If not, contact me directly through social media at Craig Ansel or Craig at CraigAncel.com email. I'd be happy to hear from you and hear your suggestions or recommendations where the Career Growth Made Easy podcast potentially could help others or what other groups or forums we should be a part of because we are looking to grow significantly in 2023 and we can't do this alone. I simply ask for you to take a few moments to consider helping me out with our growth commitment to you. It shouldn't take long. And it shouldn't cause you to overpromise and underdeliver, but the exact opposite underpromise and overdeliver. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you. We'll talk next week. I'm Craig Ansel.